Hi, this is David Duckler, and you are listening to the Verdant Tea Podcast. Today I have my sister Eva Duckler with me today to ask a few questions about tea. Hi, David. So to start off, as we speak, I'm enjoying a nice hot cup of Laoshan Black, but I'm just wondering, what exactly am I drinking? What makes this taste different than, say, Laoshan White? Is it a different plant? That's a good question. Actually, Laoshan Black is really interesting. It's just started being cultivated recently. It's not a different plant. Black tea, white tea, oolong, puar, it's all essentially the same thing. Uh, it's Camellia sinensis plant, variety sinensis. And in Laoshan, what they do is they take the same leaves, picked on the same day, same farm, same elevation, green tea, they let it wilt just for a little bit of time, and then they actually um, pan-fire it, which stops anything else from happening, stops oxidization. But black tea, they pick it and they let it sit out for a long time. So it basically it reacts with the oxygen in the air and gets darker and darker and darker, and then they pan-fire it and dry it. Huh. So same thing, vastly different flavor, just a little bit of a different processing technique. Yeah, yeah. Well, what elements go into growing the perfect crop of, of tea? Ah, now that's a subjective question, of course, because everybody has a different idea of what's perfect, yeah. but um, a lot goes into it. Tea is a really sensitive plant. If you are growing tea in an environment that has a strong smell, the tea will pick up that smell. It'll pick up any chemicals like pesticides and fertilizers that are introduced to the environment. So good tea is going to be grown in a clean, natural environment, away from the big, big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, you want good soil, because the soil is going to add flavor to the tea. You want biodiversity. You don't just want crop after crop after crop of the same tea. You want it to be mixed in with other stuff so that the soil stays healthy, so that it can absorb different aromas and smells, so that the ecosystem stays balanced. You need good air, good water. You know, if you have sweet water, the tea is going to be sweet. If you have bad water, the tea is going to be bad. Um... Other than that, a lot of it has to do with the way that it's picked, the way it's handled, when it's picked in the season, uh, what the weather's like. If you had a really hot year um, with too much sun, sometimes the tea won't be as good. You want to have a nice, sort of cool, misty, partially shaded environment to grow tea, preferably higher elevation, rocky soil near mountain spring water. Basically, think about the most beautiful places on Earth and the more beautiful a place is, the better the tea is going to be. It really does turn out that way. Huh. Well, hypothetically, could you grow your own tea if you had the right conditions? Absolutely. Sure. I mean, we're here in Minnesota, and it's a little bit cold in the winter, but um, Laoshan is pretty far north, and they do have a winter-hardy tea in Laoshan. So theoretically, you could do it. And there's tea growing in Georgia. There's tea growing in Hawaii. There's a lot of small tea farms in uh, Seattle area, Washington, Oregon area. Um, the problem, and the reason you don't see a lot of them on the market, is that it takes a lot of work to pick tea. It takes a lot of time for a tea plant to reach maturity. So, you know, you have to plant the tea in a beautiful area that is going to be expensive because it's right. going to be used for housing or something. Um, and then it has to be hand-picked, hand-processed, it would be hundreds of dollars an ounce to get something equivalent right now in America as to the quality that you can get right now in China. Not to say that in the future 
uh, especially Hawaii, looks very promising. So we'll see what happens. Interesting. Well, on another note, uh, just wondering, now that school's starting up again, uh, what what's the difference between caffeinated and non-caffeinated tea? How does that happen, that you can get tea that has caffeine in it and tea that doesn't? Uh, good question. Now, to set things straight, all tea is caffeinated. The tea plant um, has caffeine in it. That's part of what it does. But um, different teas, sometimes people say they have more caffeine or less caffeine. A lot of that has to do with the way the tea is infused, the shape of the leaf, the amount of stuff inside the leaf that actually gets infused into the water. Um, you know, there's been research that suggests that green teas and white teas might have less caffeine than black teas. Um, not sure that we can take it totally seriously because you'd have to test every different variety of black tea, every variety of green tea steeped in every different method, but uh, in general, all tea is caffeinated. If you see decaf tea, it does still have some small amount of caffeine, one, two percent trace amount of caffeine, yeah. which they do through a, a chemical treatment, essentially. Um, I don't source decaffeinated tea because I am not confident in um, the chemical treatment and whether that preserves the integrity of flavor, but it can certainly be found. Um, there's myths that steeping a tea once gets the caffeine out. That's not true. So if you see that on a website, be careful. Um, you're not going to suddenly have caffeine-free tea because you do a wash. Actually, the caffeine comes out slowly. Now, you know, for you, you're going back to school, you're probably thinking, get me the most That's caffeine what, yeah, I can exactly. find, right? right? You don't need the herbal stuff. You need uh -huh. to be staying up for those all-nighters. So you'll be fine. Um, tea is different from uh, coffee as a source of caffeine because tea actually has muscle relaxants. It has sedatives in it, too. Yeah. So, um, yes, it has caffeine, but the caffeine is often balanced out by things that cancel it. Uh, so sometimes if a tea makes you tired or relaxed, especially for me, a white tea will do that. Um, that's why. Other teas like Shang Puar and some oolongs make me really awake. Yeah, um, right, right. And so in that case, probably the caffeine is higher than the sedative. Huh. Well, you do source herbal tea also, and... I was just thinking, what what's the difference between herbal tea and the other teas that you carry? Like, you know, right. we talked about what goes into a tea leaf, but I don't. Herbal tea is not doesn't have actual tea in it, does it? No, it doesn't, and that's hard. In English, we just have the word tea, and we don't even have a clear definition in the industry of what tea is. For me, tea is Camellia sinensis plant. Yeah. It's um, that plant that's been picked and dried, processed as tea. Green tea, oolong, black tea. And herbal, uh, quote-unquote, tea is essentially just a mix of other things. Flowers, spices, um, different plants. It doesn't have any actual tea in it. Often those blends will be caffeine-free because cinnamon, licorice root, rose, mint, things like that don't have caffeine. Um, you could also consider something like yerba mate, an herbal blend, but that's an herbal blend that is caffeinated has more caffeine than tea. So I like to draw the distinction. Um, an herbal is going to be any blend of stuff that you steep in water that doesn't have the tea plant in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, thanks a lot. Now I know how to sort of customize the tea that I'm drinking to the day that I'm having. So thanks for answering my questions. All right. Well, thanks for listening.